0: Forever Canon, podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and a sweet 78 pages instead of the usual 40-ish. Mm-hmm. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover chapters 21 through 24 of Fate of the Jedi Book nine, Apocalypse. Honestly, every time I start this, it's like I've never read a single one of these <laughs> books. Oh.
1: It's like it's like we haven't been doing this for three years already. Of like
0: for And the, this series for six months. I still can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Anyways, that's what we're going to talk about this week. And if you ever happen to hear it on microphone, we are joined in sidecar by Puppy Dog Douglas, who is already panting because the fan is off. For your listening pleasure. <laughs> so let's get down to business. Pum, pum, pum. Previously on Forever Canon, Solos return with Knights and Queen. Saba's secret is out. Vastara survival lies into Sith sort of trust. Alana escapes certain death thanks to BFF Barv. Jag rigs an election, sends Tahiri to her fet fate. I was last time on Forever Cannon. I don't. I still didn't understand. Why were they, Why was Tahiri gonna go find Abilot while she's finding Boba Fett? Yeah, because some reason why.
1: they were together. I
0: don't understand why. I don't know. that Because because she was teamed up with Dala, and Dala was teamed up with Boba Fett, and that's like the only link that mm-hmm. we've got. So let's use it. Anyways, that was last week. This week we start with chapter twenty-one. Back to the Bug Kingdom. Mm -hmm. In the Celestial Palace, where the Killicks tend the fields, preparing for the end of time. Weird (laughs) thing for a dead colony to do. Prepare to be reborn at the end of time. Whoa, time is a circle, that's why. There is no end. There is no end to the turning of the wheel of time, Tim. (laughs) The wind blows and another age comes to pass. So now it's time for rebirth, maybe. I just thought of that now. But why else would they be getting to work, tending fields that have been seemingly long dead, according to Reynar observation? And he's quite the expert on Killix. He was once upon a time a joiner, and that's his worst fear, to become one once Mm -hmm. again. So, of course, Luke Skywalker sends him here on this mission to find out everything you can about Abeloth from the Bugs, who seem to have a lot of carvings, these thurut... They have tons of carving reliefs inside of their celestial palace that they live in that depict the history of the celestials and Abeloth and the creation of the universe, maybe. And a brother and a sister fighting over a a metaphorical forest and stuff. We'll get to that. But like. This is weird, right? Yeah. This has got to be some of the strangest, most fantasy like stuff that we've read mm. in Star Wars books so far in the, uh, what do you call it? In the forever canon. <laughs> I can't think of what else I wanted to call <laughs> it. So you know what? We'll go with that. Like I said, Reynard Thal's worst fear is becoming one of these bugs. And guess what? He can tell that he is because he can understand what the Killicks are saying out loud now. Yeah. He used to need, that's why 3PO here, right? With Raynarthul, Lobaca, and Techly. Some of our oldest Jedi Knights dating back to the Yuuzhan Vaughn war.
1: Yeah, all uh, Jason and Jaina's yeah, age. Like, like the friends. original
0: crew of new Jedi Knights. Like yep. they were the ones who were invented for the stories because they're like, we can't just talk about five people forever. Let's have a new generation of characters to talk about, right? So the four of them are here. Three PO was needed for translation. Well, Reynard Thol's getting a little worried because now he can understand what Thurut is saying. He's becoming Thurut. It's joiner stuff, man. You wouldn't understand.
1: Yeah. It. You wouldn't are, get it. They're all the same but also
0: separate. And... Hive mind, baby. Yeah. But Thol also understands it's all part of the deal. The deal could not have been clearer, at least by Killick standards. Thurut would share its knowledge of Abeloth. In exchange, Raynar would use the force to help the Thurit restore its hive. Pretty simple deal. You only get this information if you join us. Sorry that you you came here and thought there was going to be anything else that was going to happen (laughs) other than your literal worst fear and your boss sent you here, your best friend boss, who's the most benevolent leader in the universe, the greatest force of good, he sent you here on purpose.
1: On purpose, knowing... Well, and...
0: Probably knowing, we're not getting this information without a joiner. Yeah, like without some sort an of... expert. Yeah. And Jane is you way know the too culture. valuable.
1: You know the culture. I yeah. know it's going to suck, but you got to go anyways. Jason's
0: dead. Jane is too valuable to the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Jag is the king of the Empire. Can't tell him what to do. <laughs> Other people that were part of that the joiner trilogy, the Dark Nest trilogy.
1: I can't remember. Uh, Jack probably I'm probably sure Lubaka and Techly, I
0: think Lubaka and Techley were joiners too, actually
1: uh for maybe for a minute I think
0: I think so anyways I anyways anyways back to the point at hand Reynarthola agrees to the deal Th- getting this information on Abeloth and getting it back to the Jedi order specifically Grandmaster Master Luke Skywalker it's way too valuable it's more valuable than just his simple sanity or individuality or uh, his everything freedom that he is yeah and everything that he fears so he agrees to the deal, and I'm gonna summarize this information the best that I can. Okay. We get all these carvings, and we see a a bunch of different ones. We move through the hallways of this palace, mm-hmm. stopping at carving after carving, and Thurud is speaking in bug, and Thol is reiterating things out loud so three PO can record it. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and it's it can be it can be understandable to actually pass this information on, which I thought was clever. Mm-hmm. He's still. Aware enough, you know, he even though he can understand what they're saying, he's retaining enough of his own individuality to have the plan of, Well, I got to say these things out loud in English. Yeah, (laughs) because recordings and bug talk aren't helpful for anyone. (laughs) And if we just rely on 3PO's translations, we're going to miss a lot because that guy doesn't quite get subtext or or subtlety. It will be facts only, no extras. And here's the facts. We see two forests, one mountain, a woman and a living forest versus a dark man in a dead forest with an old man on the mountain overseeing everything. There is light. There is dark. There is balance on the mountain. Mm -hmm. They look like a father, a son and a daughter. The question arises, where is the mother? Big dog sigh. (sighs) Where is the mother? On to the next carvings. A son and a daughter, drinking and swimming in the pool of knowledge and font of power. I guess in reverse order. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, we saw that happen. That was bad news. Yep. High Lord Talon did that, and he started turning into some sort of Abeloth-like abomination. Yep. He sunken silver pinprick eyes, right?
1: Yeah, it was too much for his his normal brain and body yeah, it was to too absorb. Much,
0: it was too much power for his form to handle, I guess.
1: Yeah, so it started twisting and contorting his form to various grossness.
0: Yeah. The people that we're seeing are, quote, capitals, the ones. They are what celestials become, another quote cool. But what the frack and fricking hell is a celestial even. Yeah. We're saying these words like as if we've discussed this for nine books mm-hmm. or as if it's been a hidden mystery along the way, we kind of just been on a joy ride from one place to another until the last three books here where Luke gets pardoned and he's allowed to come back to Coruscant and stuff. Right. And then we get to the real battle against the Sith, but all along the way, like, you know, we're discovering powers, discovering hidden force, what are the groups that, I don't know, maybe Avaloth is taken advantage of? I don't understand. I don't understand all the journey to all the places and how that pays off deeper other than it led us to the the pool of knowledge and font of power where Luke Skywalker saw Avaloth and saw the White Queen on the throne.
1: Yeah. The Queen on the White throne. There's no corresponding information other than those two things well, and like we were just talking about before we end.
0: turned it on he went to that what was that who were those aliens the the speaker box aliens that understand time differently or whatever and there was all those uh junk pile of artifacts that they're yeah. the keepers of where
1: ben touched some walking. power
0: pyramid and ignited more power than there ever could be in the universe and we're like well what's that gonna do well, what did that do yeah what is all of what is that what 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 of the what was the dathomiri Maybe Abeloth learned something from them. Some kind of power she's going to destroy us with later. Like she did the Callista Ming thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or now she is the computer. Because she learned that from one of her... Absorptions? Yeah. Oh, wow. Excellent choice. <laughs> but I don't... There's so, much, there's so much we're getting told here about Celestials and the Ones. And it feels like... First of all, it doesn't feel like this. This chapter is 20 odd pages long. Mm-hmm. And it's 20 pages of an information dump. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. A lot. of, And a lot of something we haven't really been talking about all along the way. And lots of
1: opportunities the whole way to like... Sprinkle some yeah. of this,
0: some of these little crumbs in. Even right? if
1: it's just, even if they took the exact same way to deliver the information, which is these carvings. Wanted each planet. Yeah, we would ended up getting a more right, (laughs) and and
0: and then there's so there is some like reflection in everything where there's this ancient creations in the tunnels and stuff like that. Remember when uh, Han and Leia went to Castle? castle Yeah, and there was like all that strange unknown artifact stuff down there that obviously must have been built by Killix. Mm -hmm. All of it must have been pointing towards things that were made in past times to do a thing. But like, none of it is, has been overtly connected or, you know, we talk about this, these books every week. I don't say celestial every week. No. And I haven't for six months. I haven't even said it once a month. Mm -hmm. Right. It doesn't have to come up every four chapters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But,
0: but it's not something that we've been saying a lot. I don't even know what a celestial is, but they're the ones that's what celestials become moving on. No idea what Celestials are, but a new carving shows Abeloth serving the Celestials. Thurrit calls her, quote, the servant who became the mother. Where is the mother? Here's what Thurrit says. We do not remember how she arrived. And he calls her the bringer of chaos. We see carvings of the Celestials abandoning her on the planet that we found her on. Mm-hmm. And then escaping... Her, sorry, Abeloth escaping during an octopus lizard war that she starts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The war releases chaos is is what we're being told. There's through it says uh, over time, there's a buildup of war after war where it's like you're putting this charged ion into the universe called chaos. And over time, the more chaos you put it in the universe, it's going to build up and then it releases the servant who became the mother. And she is chaos, and she is the end of time, and she is the restarter. Yeah, the rebornter.
1: Yeah, she's she's the chalkboard eraser. When you're done, just start again.
0: Start again. So, what war? Ah, oh, what do you mean, the Second Galactic Civil War, where Jason turned to the dark side? Man, that was tough. You mean the Yuuzhan Vong War? That's not really our fault. You mean that that Killick War with the Chiss? That was mostly your fault. No. Guess what? We're talking about Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about 5,000 years of Jedi versus Sith being at war. 5,000 years. Yep. Way to go, Jedi. Centerpoint Station had been destroyed during the war against the Sith Lord Kydus. And in its loss, had launched a catastrophic chain of events. Sinkhole Station had been crippled, allowing the Lost Tribe to discover Abeloth and her planet. There could be no denying Thurrit's claim. The war between the Jedi and the Sith had led directly to the freeing of Abeloth. Thurrit goes on to say, No. <laughs> I mean, it's yes, but no. It's not, yeah, it's not quite as simple. It's not the as real reason. It's not quite as simple as that. He says, it's, That was just one link in many broken links in the chain, in her chains. He says, Quote. Quote all these things, right? Because they're all very specific. And it's like, we're speaking in prophecy. Yeah. So, the capital letters matter. (laughs) The quotations matter. Thurid says it wasn't that. Quote, the current was turned. So much info dump. Mm -hmm. But that is a nice connection point.
1: That makes sense.
0: It's all Jason's fault. Yes, it is. The end of the world. Apocalypse. Book nine, the guy's been dead for five years of his daughter's life. I don't know how many years of real life, <laughs> but it's all his fault. My special boy, they're blaming it all on Jason Solo. He saw a dark figure on the future throne in the pool of knowledge in a story we never hear. We assume. Luke goes with the mind walkers and they never tell him specifically what happened. No. He sees what he sees, knows what Jason saw by, by confession, by what's that word? Where it's like, you say it in court hearsay. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so now the connection is Jason Solo has ruined the universe because he saw a bad thing on the throne and then everything that he did changed the current to now show in the pool of knowledge, Alana on a white throne
1: yeah and they use a good analogy of this current of whether it be the force Mm -hmm. or time or a river yeah being like a river and how most people they're on a boat they can change their direction but what jason did was change the whole river
0: yeah he like dug a trench yeah that was never supposed to exist through space-time and diverted the flow of magic to a good ending instead of a bad ending. Yeah. So he changed his dark throne vision to a white throne vision, but he unleashed chaos incarnate, which if that doesn't very aptly describe Abeloth, like that's a, she is wild chaos and I can't understand what she is. Yeah. But she sure can do a lot of things and she sure is dangerous as hell. Maybe that's part
1: of the reason why we can't understand. Because yeah, it's she's, supposed to be she, abstract. Yeah, she is an she's abstract a concept, thing. not yeah. a character. Yeah.
0: But she has been characterized, I think, really well in the time, mm-hmm. you know, that we have gotten to see her and like once or twice through her eyes, or at least through a third party in the room looking through her, you know? Yeah. She is so interesting. But The end of time is coming and it's Jason Solo's fault. Here's another quote. To explain what the Celestials and the Force are, the Force is in the dominion of the Celestials. And when their power is usurped, the bringer of chaos comes. So the Celestials control the Force, which technically is the flow of time also. Yeah. The Celestials are Kang the Conqueror (laughs) in the latest Loki series where he has created the one timeline that Mm -hmm. is supposed to exist. And when you destroy him at the end of time, the multiverse of chaos is unleashed and then you're going to have a war. Yeah, that's going to reset everything. It's all a similar story to this. The Jedi and Sith have been warring for 5,000 years so desperately that Jason Solo sees a vision of a dark throne and being the hero that he is sacrifices everything, everything. that he has and his memory and his good name to change that to a positive outcome for the entire galaxy. And yet in doing so has broken the flow as it was supposed to be, deigned by the Celestials who create or have dominion over time and the Force. <laughs> yeah. They're in charge of it. <laughs> he made a change that he wasn't supposed to make. And now they didn't unleash chaos, but chaos has been unleashed. Yes. That's what happens when people mess with the flow of the Force.
1: Yeah, they when they try and, and bend it to their will.
0: Here we are.
1: Chaos happens.
0: And apparently he bent it so hard he broke the shit. Yeah. That's my boy. That's Jason Solo right there. And I love this as a legacy for him. You know, because he did a good thing the wrong way. What if he would have done it the right way? Yeah. What if he would have stayed in the light as a Jedi? Maybe that's what the original force flow was supposed to be. When he saw that vision, he was supposed to be inspired to be a good guy, not a control freak. I like that. And he dug this dark ditch that the force is now being usurped and forced to flow into, right? Mm -hmm. And so here comes Abeloth. To do what? Yeah.
1: Um... Based on what she's just there, because there's one carving later on. Well, yeah, go ahead. That they're he. It's like the last carving or whatever. Yeah. And the bug man saying she is there. She will cause the brother and sister to join forces. And I I pictured that as dark and light side of the force.
0: Right. And and so. Well, what does that metaphor mean for us literally in the story? Yeah. What does that mean? The light and the dark are going to come together to stop Avaloth. Yeah. That would mean the Jedi and the Sith are genuinely going to have an alliance that we've had fake versions of all along Mm -hmm. the way, which would be a sweet ending. Yeah. If all of a sudden all the users of the force are like, we're not going to have nothing if we don't work together. But yeah, the carving is the brother and the sister are now going to be summoned And they're going to form a truce because they are the architects and they are going to stop Abeloth together. He he calls them the architects. They're going to unite, stop the tentacular power stealer. They've teamed up before to direct Killix to build the world Puller, capital letters, Mm -hmm. the still curtain and the chasm of forever. Hey Tim, (laughs) what are those? (laughs) <laughs> the world puller is obvious. That's right? center point. It's got to be center point station. What's the still curtain? I think the chasm of forever has to be the maw. It's black holes. Yeah. That make a space you can never get into, right?
1: I also thought that, like, that is would she be. Is supposed the...
0: to be trapped forever? Ooh, maybe that's good.
1: The still curtains, the wall of black holes that just they, the, they don't move. They the don't move. Nothing go to... gets through. Yeah. Or... I don't know. One of those has not been explained.
0: But they are very evocative names. Yeah. And. I, I could read a whole, like, short story novella of the history of the Kilix, where you don't have to reveal, like, who's in control of them all the time, but just tell me all the cool shit they built, please. <laughs> Everything that they've oh done. Oh, my God, yeah. it seems so cool. <gasps> I had this idea when I was reading this the other day, and I forgot. What if the still curtain... Okay, you know how you can't really hyperspace travel to the other side of the galaxy only half of the galaxy is easily accessible by hyperspace travel and Mm -hmm. then it's all like wild space and whatever where you can't really get to yeah what if because there's such a tangle of hyper dense um stars and things stars and things near the center of the galaxy and then it trails in a weird line like it shouldn't yeah what if that's the still curtain they're hiding an entire half of the galaxy. <laughs> they put up a What's over there? They put up a galactic wall. God, if Abeloth's in one hole, what's behind the whole wall? It's where the celestials live. What are those, Tim? I don't, know. I don't know. They become the ones. I don't know either, but it's time for Techly, Lobaka and C3PO to report back to the masters. Not Reynarthol. Because right. as he says, Reynarthol is no more. God, that hurts my feelings. Yeah, no, I was, I <laughs> was like, so upset about he's it. He's been a subplot the whole way through this. His little character arc of like, he started off still sick and not fully recovered. And then he was recovered, but taking his time before getting himself released. And then he was forced to be released by Han and Leia Solo for some crazy mission. And then he gets his life saved on the steps by Windorvan while he's just chilling, having lunch. Doesn't know there's a siege of the Jedi Temple. <laughs>
1: doesn't know or doesn't care <laughs> yeah one or the other
0: right and then luke skywalker sends him on the suicide mission and he's not going to lose his life but he's going to lose his essence yeah wow i didn't mean to be so poetic about that mm-hmm. but that's what he was afraid of and he says "Reynarthol is no more he is through it now and so much in this chapter long awaited info yeah it's still a big mystery but imagine if we would have had these puzzle pieces to dwell on all along the way of like, what are the celestials? Where is the mother? What's this Abeloth thing all about? What is the stealing power? What is the flow of the force? What if we had more than 40% of this book to think about that? Yep. Duh. And it, and it could have came all the way back. I remember their names with the Ang T. Because they were the strangest, most out of time and space aliens. Yeah. That collected artifacts from history. They that would have been a perfect spot to have a carving. You know, and we just start, just titrating this mystery into our veins all along the way. Mm-hmm. Instead of slamming a whole half of pizza into my face in twenty pages. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid meta- metaphor but honestly right yeah
1: yeah it's a lot to take in all at once
0: it was a lot to take in
1: it was it was to the point of, like we we were talking about how you're reading and you're reading and you're just i found digesting myself digesting information and right? then having to oh i gotta make notes on this let's go back well, three, then, four like, pages. what
0: what what answers did we get we got information we got we got we didn't get more answers no more information like abeloth is this the the servant that became the mother
1: yeah she's a nanny She to is the... not
0: a celestial she's like an aberration but she is chaos and she is the destroyer right back to that original yeah. analogy on on cash of the destroyer and the protectors she's obviously the destroyer who are the protectors the brother and sister the architects I, protect architects. I just had a thought. Fire it off. I saw your brain yeah. light up and you stopped listening. Wow, Sanford. <laughs> <I, laughs>
1: you got Abloth, who's the destroyer. Yes. The brother and sister. Jason and Jaina. Wait. Ben and Vistara, two opposite sides of the force.
0: Interesting. Character representation. Yeah, that's where I thought, what if
1: those two are the ones that start putting the... They,
0: they're going to team up to destroy Avaloth ultimately.
1: Or they're going to be the overall catalyst to get everyone to join forces. The two sides together? Yeah.
0: Interesting, because... Uh, not Abeloth. Uh, Vistara has now... Sort of woven herself back in with the Sith. Mm-hmm. Last we saw, when she threw a grenade at the Millennium Falcon <laughs> yep. while an eight-year-old, nine-year-old's walking down the steps. More questions. <laughs> yeah, see? it's just but more. no, no answers. And like the Killix, the Celestials, the Power Stealer of Chaos, protectors and destroyers. Like there, we could have had these questions uh, maybe just more plainly all mm-hmm. along. Maybe I'm just not smart enough. To have seen it all the way along. And I'm absolutely not discounting the possibility of that. Yeah. You know? But I'm trying to read through these on purpose to find (laughs) connections, right? We are reading them four chapters at a time to get these. So we get some in the... Oh, Jesus Christ. Tim's kicking mics over here. That's just... that's ai am going to put a marker because that's going to be loud, but I'm sure it's going to be fine. But seriously, we could have been we could have been having all these ideas stuck in our head all the way along, right? And that's what would drive you from novel to novel, yeah, un- uncovering bits and pieces of this obvious mystery.
1: I want to find out what's going to happen compared no, 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 no.
0: to finding out about Abeloth in book two or three, and then not talking about her again for an entire book.
1: Yeah, even which after that we didn't get any. We saw her.
0: We keep. She keeps doing things, and we're learning about what she can do, but we're not learning about what she is, what she wants. So let's talk about what she wants now in contrast to the servant who became the mother. She's the chaos. She is what she wants. She wants to be the beloved queen of the stars is what she tells mm-hmm. us. History tells us that she wants to take the power for herself and then you know, set the brother and sister at war against each other. Yeah, and and cause chaos and destroy everything in the land. So it can all not not so that it can be reborn, but then that happens in the cycle. Yeah, (laughs) in the unstoppable cycle.
1: I gathered that she was like the babysitter that was hired to come in and watch the kids Mm -hmm. and then wanted to be part of the family but she's not, she's like, can't be. So she's like, I want to be as strong as these guys. I'm going to go against well, the rules and she is take like a dip the, in the outsider. Yeah, yeah.
0: She jumped into the pool of knowledge and the father looked horrified or whatever. Yeah. There was, yeah, there was carvings. I forgot to mention that. I don't know they just were whatever. Yeah. But like, man, what is she and what is she doing? And what does she want? What about, what if the brother and sister are the galactic Alliance and the Empire Hmm? who she currently controls one of <laughs> what if those are also a representation of the dichotomy that are going to come together in a unifying force not to name drop the end of the new jedi order yeah to defeat abeloth and put her back in her place or something like that are they gonna to have to build a new thing when they were talking to reynar thull thurit told him don't worry about locking away abeloth by the time the brother and sister architects come out and put us to work you'll be long dead he's going to give them the force now as a seed that's going to grow the force within the thuret so that they can float in space and mine rocks with their brains and do all the things that they did to build center point that we saw in the relief right
1: yeah that's
0: not going to be anytime soon yeah, no, it sounds so like hundreds So how long of is years. chaos going to reign? And what does that mean for our galaxy and Coruscant and our heroes? Reynar you'll be long dead by then. Mm-hmm. What has Jason done? Chapter 22. Tahiri has arrived at the only spaceport on Hagamore 3. She's watching video of Boba Fett here. And admitting to herself and us the reader that the Avaloth connection is just a hunch yeah could be a force hunch though and those pay off all the time for the jedi unless you don't tell people what they are mm-hmm. luke skywalker and were like wrong all the time or jason and then release chaos yeah you never know you never know what's gonna happen to here be careful out here <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't really be careful she follows boba fett to a fake mine called the moon maiden huh She lets her uh, Imperial escort flirt with her because he's handsome and cocky.
1: Yeah, and she likes it, but...
0: Like a certain atomizing boy, perhaps? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's what she likes about him. But she's like, ah, keep your mind on the mission. Anyway, feels bad in the Force here, where she followed Boba Fett, to this mine called the Moon Maiden. Feels bad here in the Force. She finds a squib. That's not what feels bad. Just, she finds one, and it's one of the three that we met, of course, right? Why would it be any other squib in a galaxy full of an entire race of people? Yeah. But we see one of those ones. He's the one who brought Pogorsky slash Abaloth here. Oh, my God. Tahiri, your hunch was right. In a way, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's here. Abeloth is They here. were like, hey, go follow Boba Fett, because he works with Dalla, and then that means we'll find... Abeloth. And we were like, that's dumb. And guess what? It worked out. But guess <laughs> what else? Still weak. Yeah. Still weak. That was not ever alluded to at all.
1: No, not even a little bit.
0: Not even a bit when Dalla and Pogorsky were meeting. Boba Fett's name didn't come up. Had it, that would have been cool.
1: Yeah. We knew Pogorsky was bad and Abeloth-ish.
0: No but one else does. Nope. They knew Abeloth went to the moon because an entire fleet got force flashed. Yeah. And then Dala meets with Pogorsky, right? Coincidentally, somehow Abeloth escapes. Well, we found her on a force hunch. Ah, it's pretty soft. But nonetheless, that's why it feels bad here. She's here to hide Abeloth. Why? And what connection does she have to this place? Where Moff Gatal is, Moff Gital is. His nanovirus scientists are making his youth serum. That
1: would be why the squib would be here.
0: Yep, but why is she here? What does she care about this place? Why is she taking this imperial place and their scientists over?
1: Yeah, because she for the doesn't youth need it. serum or she for the nanovirus. She doesn't need
0: that. She's been alive for thousands uh, of years. She might be a celestial if that's a thing. I don't know, Fett's here, where Abeloth is. What a hunch. Chapter 23. (laughs) We stick with Tahiri, and she finds a propaganda poster. Which, honestly, I'd say, it's pretty great. Let me read it. The flimsy showed an image of Admiral Dalla in profile. Her eye patch was prominently displayed, and she had a noble, serious expression on her face. Below the picture were the words, Natasi Dalla, a tradition of service and sacrifice for your empire. I was like, that's, that's a pretty good pre- piece of propaganda. Yeah. Because look at the sacrifice I've made. It's my eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> look at my service in the Admiral's uniform. Meanwhile, the real service and sacrifice is all you people I order to be murdered and killed yeah. in, in war and battles that we fight amongst each other in the empire all the time. It's How stupid are they?
1: It's definitely a good pitch. Include Even the your empire she doesn't say yeah. our she doesn't say mine she says your yep. i'm just here to be a figurehead kind of deal and
0: it's not it's not even just effective in that way it's also got the force tim yes it does to hear he's like oh my god wait a second Ugh. shakes it off <laughs> i almost just got brainwashed by the force poster Yep,
1: yeah, by a piece of paper just viewed like, with force powers just
0: like the sith were using the force tv mm-hmm. talking through the tv brainwashing everybody with the force I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this. Is uh, Abeloth in the computer? Is that why she can do stuff like this? I don't, I don't, why, why, why?
1: <laughs> well, she can do stuff like, well, we don't know what she is, so she just maybe put a little bit of her crazy force well, essence in yeah, there.
0: Tahiri's, Tahiri's estimation is she's imbuing these things with, she has such immense evil force energy that she can imbue all these posters with brainwash. Material power, Mm -hmm. but what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had to read it twice to make sure I was getting, like, I was getting the proper information.
0: Yeah, but you know what she uh, realizes that? Oh, if Abeloth's working with Dala, and she's making these force posters, she's just gonna make Dala her puppet, and this is how Abeloth will take the Empire. Clever girl. I wrote Jurassic Park guy voice. (laughs) Right on. (laughs) So that I wouldn't forget. (laughs) Tahiri thinks to herself, quote, not even the Galactic Alliance could oppose her Empire long. Not so clever girl. I got (laughs) bad news for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Bad news for you. She's already got that one. That's the bigger one? She already got it. Oh, and they've turned. she's turned them all against the Jedi already with magic TVs. Don't worry about these magic papers for the Empire, yeah. those troglodytes. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire, how could the Galactic Alliance possibly stand against Abeloth and the Empire? So think about this. She's got, she's got both. Or she's going to have both. Mm-hmm. No matter who wins the election, I don't care. Abeloth's taken what she wants. She's already proven she can do it. Yeah. She took the bigger piece. The Empire's just got more stubborn idiots in it.
1: Yeah. And it shows that not even the GA can stand against can stand against the Empire. Does that just mean the Empire's always been stronger? They just don't they aren't. They're unified? busy fighting each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's exactly it. The they only reason win. why they can never that they, they would absolutely take the Galactic Alliance in a long, protracted war that would lose a lot of people on both sides, which is the like the stalemate caveat, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. If they could stop fighting each other long enough to actually fight a whole war, shaking dog, against the Galactic Alliance, but they can't. Yeah. Because they're always, just like at at Exoto 2, the moon, Moff Gatellas betrays Dala after he promises to help her, and then that helps Jag trap them all. And it's like, it's constant betrayal and backstabbing in the Empire, so you can never get ahead. Yeah. Which is, you know, bad guy archetype stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But oh my God. This is dangerous. She's gonna take over the empire. So Tahiri sends a message to her flirt friend to Jag. Yes. He's the intermediary. Out to Jag. The message is she's here. Act soonest, regardless. And she gives herself about one hour to get in and out of this mystery mine, right? Um She's got that whole part of the fleet with her and they're gonna scramble to blow the station up yeah they're gonna light this place up with monster laser beams it's gonna take them about an hour to get set up so she sets her watch (laughs) right she sets the timer yep and uh it's time to have a fun team up because she finds boba fett Hung from the ceiling by acid moss or some, yeah, some such. Moss and vines. plant. Yeah. She saves his life and she, she frees him. And she thinks of him as a murdering Sleemo at one point. And I just thought, wow, judgy, judgy. Mm-hmm. Judgy, judgy for a woman who was convicted of, let me check my notes, murder. <laughs> murdering Sleemo. Huh? Okay, okay. Also, she takes a moment to echo what the Killicks said. They told Raynarthul, once you see all the carvings and you understand what Abeloth is, you will join us and you will help. It's not even about brainwashing. You'll help. Yeah. Boba Fett's in the hallway. Why should I help you? Huh? I hate you, Jedi. Whatever. And she's like Once I tell you what Abeloth is, you will not be able to refuse fighting against this thing. Just to reiterate that again for us. Because the brother and sister are coming together at some point. Here's Boba Fett and Tahiri. We've, are we going to have strange team-ups all the way to the yeah. end? Because I'm into that.
1: Yeah, just various teams. of Opposite just, sides. Yeah.
0: Opposite sides teaming up all the way to the end. That would be fun. Is that what the brother-sister thing is? That's not going to happen for so long, though, that Raynard is going to be dead. Or are they going to eat him right away? Is that how you get the most force out of him? Either way, he has got an hour. Her and Boba Fett, he's going to help you. Because you know what? Abaloth is just that bad.
1: Yeah, he calls him like a, a force volcano. Because what she calls Ablath to get Boba Fett to understand what she is. Yeah. She's a force of nature. He's like,
0: yeah, so what a Sith? Okay, whatever. She's like, no, nah. no, nah. She's a force of nah. nature. You know how like I can use the force? She's like a force volcano. We're up against a force volcano, so we need to head deeper into the Moon Maiden. Aptly named. Mm -hmm. We reach a door where beyond Tahiri can feel Abeloth, and Abeloth reaches and feels her right back. As she do. Disgusting. She almost gets a tentacle up in her before Tahiri slams the force shield down and shuts down her presence or whatever, right? Yeah. Only 20 minutes till laser time. So they go into this room after the squibs. Because the squibs are going to lead us to the scientists, and the whole thing is a distraction to not make Abeloff come after us until it's closer to blowing up time. Yeah, until it's right
1: the last second. Yeah,
0: we don't want to scare her off. So why are you going in? I guess she's already felt you now. Go in the doors. Let's go get those squibs, because we've talked about them four times so far in the series. Mm -hmm. I mean, go get Abeloff? No. No, I said squibs. Yeah, that's secondary. Go get the squibs. That's quick though. It takes literally about a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And then the nano killer scientist, that's real quick too. And then kill me, Tim. Did you recognize what was happening at this part? Tahiri, they okay, they find the squibs, they find the scientists. Tahiri's like, put all your things on a data chip to give it to Boba Fett because he's going to take you. And if you don't, you're probably going to die. So I am full of unbeatable arguments today. Just join me <laughs> and do what I say. They find all the parties and then Tahiri's in this, in this, in this, uh, technology room with the scientists and computers and whatever, whatever. She's like, you know what I need? A video camera. (laughs) And I was like, no, 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 you don't need a video camera. And then the scientist is like, you're going to have to hardwire it. Yeah. I was like do not <laughs> do, oh my god and then i was like it didn't happen right mm-hmm. and i was like is that troy denning burning who who wrote that part was that burn on himself or who wrote that when were we at Nom Corios? it had to have been book six it had to have been his own book and he's like calling back to that because it probably was not loved yeah probably not <laughs> you know what i mean and so he's like I'm going to fake them out. We're going to get the camera. <laughs> We're going to hardwire it because it's so important for the galaxy to see Abeloth for what she truly is, which isn't wrong. No, no, but I don't want Nam Koryos all over again. No. Oh my God. No cameras, no cameras, <laughs> please. Oh, only eight minutes left until blasting time, but no that, time for recording.
1: that That's what he did here. She, she ended up getting a, a look in there, but we got to skip over the, let's lay the cable. <laughs> well, let's do cause all that. She didn't
0: bring the camera with her. Cause she's like, I only got eight minutes. I don't have enough time to lay the cable and all yeah. that stuff. So she's like, skip all the camera, which is why I thought it was like a referential moment. But anyways, there's only eight minutes left. We don't have time for cameras, Tim. We see eight tentacles ending in the heads of eight different moths, all flowing from Abeloth. Mm-hmm. What What? (laughs) Well, I know she can change forms and she's essentially like a limitless shapeshifter, it seems. But I didn't expect this. Just arms flowing up to the walls of a room, ending in all the different heads of the moths that she's controlling. Because guess what, Tahiri? She's already got the empire too.
1: Yeah, she's already... It's
0: over, dude. The election is... It's, It's a sham. Pointless. And nobody knows it, except for now, I guess, Tahiri... Because she sees all those heads and Abeloth sees her and speaks into Tahiri's mind. Thanks for coming for me. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you creep. Okay. That's a pretty powerful reveal. Of Abeloth for Tahiri. Who yeah, hasn't seen her. Uh, nothing. And about neither her. has Boba Fett. They're both standing like up at, a, up at this window uh, on this raised platform above the room, overlooking Abaloth and these floating moth heads. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. That's a heavy dose. Chapter 24. In eight minutes, they're going to blow the exhaust port on the Death Star. I mean, Jedi Temple. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jedi inside have a pretty short timer—eight minutes. What was? How much time did Tahiri have left there? When she didn't have time for a camera? Yeah, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's coming here? What's had, coming here? They had
1: till noon Galactic Standard Time.
0: We're gonna have a cool moment of synchronicity. Yes, that's and that's fun. I like that stuff. It's a little too. Now, this is me complaining about being too foreshadowed this moment. Right? Yeah. But, like, we keep referring to time and time and time and time and time. And then we say eight minutes, we switch to new characters, and they say eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, just, that's fine. Let it be obvious, because maybe I'm not smart enough to get it if it's not. <laughs> I don't know how otherwise you would tie time together The only
1: anything. way to do that without being like, yeah, it's going to happen at exactly the same time is in a short time, less than 10 minutes, like some 30 minutes a little, later, yeah. a half an hour, later. a little bit of abstracted yeah. to the time. And but no, hear, in eight okay. minutes,
0: uh, Luke Skywalker tells us, uh, while you guys weren't looking while you guys were reading other things, we changed locations and our entire plan. Yeah.
1: And we're all dying.
0: We, yeah, <laughs> we've abandoned the computer core. We can't do that. We can't even get close to it. So now we are going to disable one shield. That is the exhaust port for the Jedi Temple. And we're going to paratrooper some helpers and reinforcements in to clear out the Sith from the inside. Through the exhaust port. Mm-hmm. Just like the Death Star, right? Uh, I'll tell you what I don't like. Completely changing everything when I'm not looking. <laughs> Where's the scene of all of them? He talks about... Ah, well. We went and fought off the sit so that Ben and the Horn kids could do what they were doing. It seemed like that went wrong, and it went wrong for us too, right? Uh, why? Is this just... It, why? It's so sudden.
1: What What is...
0: Shifting to them being now oh. in, in the exhaust port with oh, a new yeah. goal. When we left everybody, things went crazy outside the computer core. But that's where everyone was, and that was still the goal. Yeah. And now... <laughs> Luke and Kornhorn and Jane are rushing down this hallway, which has gigantic pits in it because they're in the exhaust port of the Jedi temple. Gotta let the air out. Mm-hmm. And There's a shield generator at the end of it. They gotta get there. And then you know what else is at the end of it? Four Sith and a machine gun. But we gotta shut it down to get the reinforcements in. Because we are hurting.
1: Yeah. Right? Jaina's being kept conscious by the Force
0: alone. Jaina had a broken arm and probably several broken ribs. Corin had lost two fingers to his stray blaster bolt, and he was limping around on a knee swollen to the size of a hubba gourd. Luke had taken a blow to the head that still had him seeing stars, and he had a painful lightsaber burn along his left side. They were all drawing on the force so heavily that they were virtually glowing with cell overload. Yeah. What's cell overload, Tim? <laughs> If you do it too much, it'll make you explode. It is the danger to our magic system. Yeah. It is the regulation. If you draw too hard on the force, you burn yourself out. And we've seen it happen once before that I can think of. Yeah.
1: They try not to do that if they can avoid it.
0: Yeah. Well, because everybody watched it happen and it was horribly glorious sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Didn't a whole planet explode when that happened? I don't think so because they were all in the like creation chamber of the Voxen queen. That was the goal because the Voxen were just, were Jedi killers. Out the yeah. Jedi. Yeah. And so they took out the nest and maybe, <laughs> I don't know, but it's happening. Tim, it's danger time for our heroes. The cellular glowing is no joke. Verizon. Can you hear me now? And to reiterate it one more time, Corin Horn says they're probably all going to die. Before we start anything, he says, we're probably all going to die, but we have to get that shield generator down.
1: It's bigger than any one of us alone, or even all three of us, the three most powerful
0: people here. Yeah. Luke, Jaina, Corin Horn. And with all three Jedi red eye, red eye, all three Jedi red eye to give their lives. <laughs> 1950s news. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker says two words to Jaina that give me goosebumps and a terrible feeling in the pit of my stomach. Mm-hmm. He says, "Master Solo."
1: Yep, she gets a field promotion.
0: And then he just says, "I wanted to make sure you heard me say it. I'm gonna cry." Yeah, it was master. The, it was rough. It he made... did a good. He did a good thing. Right. He says, "Master Solo," and then they go in J and Jage. what is wrong with me here they go and jane engage the sith to make their sacrifices luke defends the rear while the sword and horn go for the generator awesome action ensues like Mm -hmm. 15 pages of it and it is quite incredible like the group of sith there's a machine gun that gets blown down a hole and then like uh other guys get knocked down a hole and I guess it's just everything's cool down a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Blasters shooting him in the
1: face, and then they fall down a hole. Yeah, and... There's a lot
0: of highlights. Like, Cornhorn busts out his dual phase lightsaber. Awesome. He like turns the knob, and it gets a third longer. Right. That's and, cool. And
1: it changes color is so
0: cool. There's some Sith that go to jump over the chasm, and Luke crushes their ankles right <laughs> when they're about to jump. That's clever. That's yeah. a Pretty smart way to do it. Jaina's just being Jaina. There's a there's a moment where Luke stabs this Corly lady in the gut. With her lightsaber. Remember who Coralai was?
1: Was that the one chasing Vistar?
0: Yeah. But do you remember who else she was? I do not. Wyn Dorvin's Torturer. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And this Coralai takes a lightsaber to the gut from Luke Skywalker while she's got a hand of lightning <laughs> bolting into his chest. He's stuck, to, he's stuck to a defibrillator at the moment. <laughs> Clear. She doesn't die. No. He cuts her wide open. From like three quarters to the end.
1: Yeah, because Jaina like yanks her off or something. The lightsaber just cuts through half her body and she's still running.
0: Some sort of freaky abomination that Luke thinks, I can't say her name. He doesn't think to himself, oh no. (laughs) Yeah. He thinks, I can't say her name. He doesn't think, Abeloth is here? I can't say her name because we'll be doomed if I admit it, Tim. Yeah. They're going to die, dude. She's, she's Voldemort. Once he shoots the brains out of the side of her head (laughs) and she's still alive, then he's like, Abeloth was here. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Why now? Why is it? (laughs) (laughs) He almost cut it half. She didn't die. He shot her in the head. Brains blew out the other side. Then he looked at the hole in her cheek as he, as she's still coming after him. And he was like, oh, I can say her name. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. Like, that's so empty. Yeah. (laughs) It's so whatever. It's just whatever. Uh, Then, Luke and Jane are going to die, right? That's what it seems like. But, Corrin's going to get that shield. Looks like, you know, we're all going to have a glorious sacrifice and everything's okay. We're going to open it up. Us three are going to die. But the reinforcements are going to get in here and we'll save the future. And we cut two, Hagamore 3, where Abeloth is welcoming Tahiri, remember? Mm -hmm. And now she's definitely in two places at once. Yes. We've wondered about this before, Mm -hmm. which is it. That's nice. We've gotten a hint of this in a way that made us question if it was possibly happening. And it's definitely happening. Yeah. How is she in two places at once? And
1: how many more places can she be is it limited to two or three or is it
0: uh 20 yeah, that's an excellent question she had eight hands on the end of her what eight heads on the end <laughs> of her hands a minute ago yeah was she in 10 places was oh. she with all those moths on their fleets controlling them because she was also
1: in the computer too
0: yeah and she's coralie
1: yikes she's a lot
0: <laughs> this is whoa (laughs) this one reveal of her being in two places means she's in like 10 places maybe Mm -hmm. how powerful is she
1: why why does she need anybody at all just take over everybody and then she can be everything
0: yeah well she can't she can't be everything yet i guess
1: and there'd be no worship she would be the queen of no one
0: yeah but she'll just brainwash whatever's left herself (laughs) Anyways, Tahiri reiterates she's only got eight minutes until blasting time. Abeloth almost takes over Tahiri's body. Tahiri jumps through the window. She goes after Abeloth. Abeloth wraps her up, grabs her up, stops her from getting the thing out of her pocket, drops a thermal detonator on the ground. That's not ignited. Yeah, it's triggered. The, yeah, the
1: the t- it was.
0: It wasn't. It, uh, she didn't turn it on. Yeah,
1: she didn't turn it on yet.
0: <laughs> Whatever they activated. Yeah, there it is Unactivated And she's getting all wrapped up by Aboloth And Abloth's like, hey, uh, thanks for coming No, seriously, because I'm going to be you now Ugh. She starts reaching a tentacle up to Tahiri's mouth When, here come the mini rockets <laughs> And Boba Fett takes off Running down the hallway as bait Boba Fett Save Tahiri Saving Tahiri And sacrificing himself as bait At like 90 years old that's how bad this force volcano is. Yeah. They end up in that room where the scientists were. They, cha- they chase her down the hallway. They get into the room where the scientists were. And then they both end up with a thermal detonator in their hands. Kamikaze jumping at her body. Uh, Boba Fett shoves the thermal detonator right in her side where she's slashed open. From the other fight, I think. Because Tahiri didn't get her, did she? Tahiri never got her lightsaber on. I don't remember. I don't remember, I could be wrong. But anyways. He, he shoves a thermal he shoves detonator a thermal in her detonator body detonator in her guts. While Tahiri is jumping at her with a thermal detonator in her own hand to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett rocket blasts his jetpack, grabs Tahiri away, and then next thing we see, there's a hole in the ground.
1: Yeah, it it's like a st- Contained little nuclear explosion where it's just a crater. A, a crater now, even though it was.
0: And no sign of Avalon Yep. That's very effective, I guess.
1: And then Tahiri gets rid of the one she's still holding on to because yeah, it's activated. It's like
0: nine, <laughs> 10. She's like, oh shit, I put it on 20 second timer. <laughs> yeah. They throw it out the window just in time. But out the window means the entire chamber is decompressed. Yeah, which means the scientists are dead. Yeah, scientists. The- <laughs> Tahiri and uh, which is Boba kind Fett are of good. a big deal, right? The scientists were supposed to be Boba Fett's way to find a cure for Mandalore, so that he can get back home, puppy. Oh my God, Douglas having puppy dreams right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a big deal that they're dead. But not such a big deal because Tahiri had them prepare a data chip, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Let's get this data chip." Ah, oh, yeah, and. uh Good thing we didn't blow up. There's just a small hole in the ground. No more Avaloth. That's good. And then the turbo laser barrage begins. The eight minutes are up already? Nope. That old jagged fell and his efficient empire. (laughs) He is two minutes early. And, and she was
1: talking about how an hour would be pushing it for yeah, efficiency. That would be
0: like maximum best. And he goes 58 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> of course he does. Because he's a chiss. Yeah, it's right? awesome. Yeah, man. Tahiri and Boba Fett become best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they bury the hatchet of Kydus. They escape together with a data chip of the nanokiller information. And they they fly off together on Boba Fett's jetpack. <laughs> That's unexpected. <laughs> yeah. They beat Abeloth. Just yeah. the two of them. In a place where it seemed like she was gathering a ton of power from yeah. bodies that she had. Uh, there was all kinds of empty vehicles out in the parking lot. And like people she was draining off of down here and stuff. But I guess a bomb in the stomach is a bomb in the stomach. And maybe she can... You can only pull so many bits back together. Yeah, and maybe because...
1: We know she's at least two, three, four different places because we don't know if she's still Rookie right. Cam floating around. Oh, my right. God. So maybe the more she does that, the less she's, she can control herself. She's a crater here now. Yep. And gone. Boba
0: Fett and Tahiri fly through a hole in the wall or through the ce- a hole in the ceiling <laughs> as heroes like <laughs> Superman. Awesome. <laughs> and we cut to Jaina's watch says two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Hey Tim, what's going to happen in 30 seconds? It's a good question. She also says, blah, 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 jumping into hell. And I was like, that kind of took me out of the story. Actually. What's hell to you? What's mm-hmm. hell? You don't have Christianity. That's true. What are, what are you saying? Hell jump into a rancor pit, a Gundark's nest a sabbuck then, yeah jumping to hell anyways a very minor thing that's like an anachronistic word that doesn't belong in this universe and absolutely kicked me out of the story nuts first i was like hell that's not in here right (laughs) anyways it doesn't actually matter no it just really killed me what's hell (laughs) tim Anyways, I'll come up with something. Anyways, her watch says two and a half minutes. And then 30 seconds pass, and Abeloth screams in horrible pain. And then it's Luke on one side, Jaina on the other, and a screaming, obviously in anguish, Abeloth. They don't understand why. We do. And Mm -hmm. that's cool. Yeah. That synchronicity that lead up to that time up an hour, 20 minutes, eight minutes, two minutes early, two and a half minutes left on my watch on the other side of the galaxy. That worked out really well. I really liked the way that that paid off. She's screaming in agony in between Luke and Jaina. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, face off. We've been waiting for the grand master and the sword. Versus this horrible thing that we don't really know what she is. Not a celestial. No. Not the mother. Nope. The servant? What is the servant? Anyways, they're facing off with Abeloth, except she jumps away down a hole. Yeah. She, dumps, dumps. <laughs> she jumps down the shaft of
1: the... The, the stack, whatever what, what's they it call it. called?
0: The ventilation tube. Exhaust port. I just got a mustache hair in my mouth or something. That's gross. Struggling, but anyways, she bails. She jumps all the way down the hole where like we dropped a bunch of Sith to their deaths later, or later earlier. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She jumps down the hole and guess what? No showdown yet. Sad face.
1: Yeah, it's like when she's too
0: injured to stand
1: and fight. She runs. When that's what she does all the time, by the way. Luke pulled Callista out and. Crushed it. Same same deal. She was like, Hey, ah,
0: that hurt. I'm out of yeah.
1: here. Yeah, gone.
0: She's not like a brave warrior. No. She's a, a a needy tentacle beast who takes advantage of opportunities.
1: Yeah, she's like something that's never felt pain, then she all of a sudden something hurts. And it's like, oh no. She is very powerful. Yeah. But
0: yeah, once you get a hit on her, she goes back into hiding to recover. She was a pile of goo on ship for I don't know how many books, <laughs> watching the news. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where she learned how to do the force through the news by being goo. Anyways, she jumps down a hole to escape this showdown and the three Jedi survive and are set to blow that one shield. So reinforcements can jump down the exhaust port. The same one that Abeloth just cowabunga down. Where Hmm. will she end up? Find out next week when we cover Fate of the Jedi, Book 9, Apocalypse, Chapters 25 through 28. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Kawabunga! Pizza Time, Samurai, Pizza Cats, Kawasaki Ninja's Rule. <laughs> For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at jplazer. Check us out.